Welcome to PRS Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando, and we are episode 32. You know, for a second there, when you did the intro of This is Orlando, yeah, it almost sounded, you know, exactly like uh, the, the impersonation. <laughs> from last episode? From last episode, yeah. Okay, if you ever heard the last episode, somebody impersonated me, Daryl from Ohio, it was great. It was good impersonation. So, anyways, yeah. but you know, I, I sometimes go with the, this is Orlando, and then sometimes I go with, this is Orlando. Maybe you need to be like more like, like say it like very factually, this is Orlando. And then we need a dun, 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 or like the law and order sound. Mm. You know, anyways, all right, we got to move on. Here we go. It's getting late. All right, hey, let's talk about... Q4. Q4. Now, this sounds like old news, but we talked about doing a recap episode, right? Yeah. Yep. And so we're gonna we're gonna recap in and this episode, we're gonna look at the great, the good, and the not so great. Mm. Where do you think we should start though? You know, if we've got great, good, and not so great, I think we sandwich. I think the not great has to go in the middle. We don't wanna, you know, like Maybe this is my quote of the week, and it's not really exact quote, but maybe it's just advice of the week. When you're talking to to somebody and you have to give like negative criticism of any kind, it's always good to sandwich it between positive uh, reinforcement. So you're like, you know, you do such a great job at this, and it, it's amazing, but there's this one thing. But of course, and you end with the greatness, right? So I think we we do the same even with our attitude. We start with good. Okay. Some stuff that wasn't great, and then we end with, you know, positive. That's that's genius, because I was kind of looking at this and going, okay, we don't want to end with the not so great. Yeah, don't end with that. Because right? then people are like, oh, I don't want to hear it. Or you don't want to start it, because then it's like, and turn it off, wah, like, wah, wah, yeah. for like 10 minutes. So, okay. So let's talk about the good then. The good. All right. So do you find that there was good in this past Q4? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to like just preface this episode with, um, you know, those of you who've been listening, you know that that I'm still relatively new reseller. I feel like I'm starting to get but a little bit. you went through of, a Q4. I went through a Q4, but I've got nothing to compare it to. So I, all of my, all of my examples from this is going to be based off of this is my first, right? So I had some expectations and results and I can kind of compare those. But, um, okay. uh, so, you know, were, were sales good? Is that kind of what you asked? Yeah. Well, I mean, do you find that it was Good. Like, was it different? Like, was it, you saw a definitely definite change from like, you know, October and then when we went into November and then those like five weeks, mm. right? Because I think, I think uh, Q4 or like the height of Q4 started earlier because mm. it wasn't Thanksgiving earlier. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure. I think so. Something like that. Like Black Friday was earlier. Felt like it. Something like that. So yeah. I don't know. And I ask you because, you know, I have plenty to say about Amazon. Mm-hmm. But on the eBay side, right, we always talked about we I think we try to downplay it a little bit because, you know, if you're on eBay, Q4 looks a little different. Right. Right. But w- what's your experience on the good? Um, OK, so I would say it was good to kind of get me out of my bubble of used items, particular used items that I'm comfortable with at garage sales and thrift stores. And it put me into retail stores uh, looking at new items that might not even be on sale, right? Like, so I had to, I'd say one of the good things I kind of got was it, it forced me to try new things and kind of explore and scan and look at more items and, and kind of grow my knowledge base. Okay. So it definitely, I would say, challenged you, but in a good way. Like good now, way, yeah. So you'll carry those kind of, 
I don't know, ideas going into post Q4. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so it wasn't just about the ROI of money, it was the ROI right. of knowledge. No, absolutely, yeah. Okay. All what right. about you? What is what, what that's was, all that's how you got for the good? We'll go back and forth. Yeah, let's back and forth. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I would say the good was, you know, the the idea that most items that went to Amazon, and this is I'm just starting somewhere, actually checked into Amazon on time. Right. That was one of the things that everybody was talking about, like, get your stuff in. It's going to take a month. But this time around, it only took, I would say, about five days at the most for a lot of the stuff. Now, I did get kind of, you know, hoping for too much. Mm -hmm. Like by the 18th or 19th, I was still sending stuff in. And and there's one box that just checked in today. Mm. And today is what? January. (laughs) The podcast we're releasing is a little bit later, but it's January 12th. So think about that. That took a long time. Mm. So, but the good was, you know, I was able to actually calculate that, hey, if I send in a hot item at a certain time, like since it's still really hot, it's okay if it gets there by the 22nd because it's going to sell really quick. Mm. Like it'll sell that day, right? And one of the reasons we're doing this podcast episode is to hear it now, but then when come October comes around, we can listen to it again and go, okay, what did we share? Yeah, kind of like a lessons learned or... Or another terminology, we're talking um, the the good, the not so good, and the great. Another terminology I like is powwow. Okay. Powwow. I like, and All I think right. this is this is just good advice just overall is um, in, in your reselling, you know, time, do some reflection and say like, what was the good? What was the bad? What was the, the pals, the bads, and the wows, the goods? Uh, and then avoid the pals and seek more wows next time. Okay. So yeah, so l- this episode, bookmark it. And listen to it again um, in October. All right. So, and I agree because I need to hear some of this. Mm. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have this whole, like, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And then if I listen, go, yeah, I did that last year and that didn't work. Didn't work. So another thing is I was really pumped about, and and not great because there's other things that were great, but the good thing was all the non-hot toys that I expected to sell were the ones that sold well. Mm. Right. And we had talked about this. Right. And and we'll talk about, I think, some of the hot toys and the not so great that you and I both was our own bolos that we shared with each other that things kind of went south on those. Right. I but I was kind of, you know, it was one of those things that was surprising. And the fact that I felt it was good to expand because, you know, we didn't have a Toys R Us. Mm. Right. So those of us that have done Q4 before. We had to look different places. So, you know, Marshall's was a place and Ross was a place. And there's some other stores. I just throw those out because most people know about those stores Mm. now. And so the good was, like you said, we had to expand our knowledge base. We had to source differently uh, this time around in Q4. Talk about returns. How are returns for you? You know, I think returns on eBay probably look a little different than Amazon. Man, I've seen like some people's uh, Insta feeds and Insta stories where, it's like January is the month of returns and they're just getting like itinerary or whatever. Oh man, that looks terrible. And, and knowing what I know, I mean, not from experience, but from listening to you talk and others talk about Amazon, um, you know, returns and things like that, that go against you could potentially even be negative for you, not just financially, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, if they've opened the item and send it back, well, now you can't ever sell it again through Amazon and they're going to side with the customer. And it sounds rough. Did you end up with a lot of returns? I did, and it's funny. We're still in the good, right? Yeah, well, here's the funny thing. So I had it in the not so great, but I moved it up to the good. Okay. Because I had to look at the big picture, right? If I just focus, like there was one day, 
pretty sure I had $800 in Amazon returns. Ouch. And I was like, oh, this is terrible. But if you look at the big scheme of things, and we talked about this, I think, two podcasts ago, like the returns we had were mainly for like those hot toys, like the Monopoly for Millennials that, you know, was hot. And then people realized like I could just buy this somewhere else for cheaper. Mm. Right. Or like the Ryan's eggs. Right. That was a hot toy. And, you know, you even picked some of those up. Right. Yeah, and I you did. sold some though. Sold a few. Yep. Right. And you sold, you made money. Yep. I made money. Was it a lot of money? Um, it wasn't significant. I think, I think it was between 15 to $20 on each. Okay. Around 15, I think for the most part. All right. But so, I mean, that's good. I mean, for the fact that, you know, if you can buy 10 of them at once and then sell them all at that, you know, 15, that's, that's much simpler than buying a bunch of stuff at thrift stores and hoping that, you know what I mean? So yeah, there's well, benefit there. I agree. But the thing was, was that the good was I didn't have as many returns. Like mm. I had maybe, you know, I, I can't remember even the numbers, but let's say I sold a thousand units in December. Okay. Out of those thousand units, maybe I had 25 returns. Okay. Right. So that's not like, was that 2.5%? Mm. I mean, that's like normal eBay returns. Right. Right. Hopefully, I mean, what's your eBay percentage? Do you even know? Do you even track that for returns? I've got no clue. Okay. I, I haven't looked at that. In fact, I think I, I saw metrics at one point, which is weird because I'm really big into to numbers and metrics. I, I tend to keep a lot of them myself, but um, I'm I, I'm not sure. I, I saw it on eBay once. Um, I definitely think I'm like qualified for uh, top rated seller, except for free returns. I think that's something I need to do in order to be top rated seller. Mm-hmm. Man, I keep telling you, like, you got to do returns. Uh, it's not that bad. It's, again, big picture, just like we're talking about now. I know. Right? So I had, let's say I've had, let's let's play worst case scenario. I had 50 returns of over 1,000 sales. That's still good. Yeah. Right? And so that's why I put it under the good because initially it's not so great. I just think about the monetary, but... Think about it, those thousand items, and I'm still on a thousand, it was more than that. I just can't remember what it was. Those thousand items brought in a lot of money. And there's gonna be shrinkage in any any business, right? Like that you're gonna have inventory loss due to things breaking, due to things being stolen, due to for our business things being returned, maybe justly or unjustly, right? Oh, so yeah, well, uh, had plenty of those like it's the worst when on Amazon because you're done. Like yep. people return things to you, that's it. Like you can go to eBay or mm-hmm. donate it. That's all you can do. So I thought that was good. Uh, I thought the other good was, um, did you take part in kind of the video game hustle? You know, like Black Friday had like the 50% off. Or- no, I I feel totally out of my element, which is weird because I grew up playing video games, but it's so hard for me to know what's the hot one and what's not. And then I look up a couple games that I, I need to, I guess, figure out how to learn about what, what video games to buy because it's a foreign world to me now. Okay. I saw it as a good. I don't think I had to maybe like the last few days of Q4, any video game hustles for Q4. Now, some mm. might disagree, but I find that the video game market is a market that tanks the most. Hmm. Because, you know, if everybody's getting these video games on Black Friday for half off and there's a lot of resellers, mm-hmm. like the price is going to go down super fast. Right. And it's easy because it's easy to ship. Right. It's easy to send to Amazon. There's not a lot of storage costs. So that's what people are going to go for. Mm. They're not going to go after the big items. Yeah. So I was, you know, I saw it as a positive. Now, talk to me a little bit about um, did you have other items sell 
that you weren't expecting to sell? Um, you talked about some of them, like the weird salt shakers. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing is I, I'm trying to think like retail arbitrage, retail arbitrage wise, I would say items sold that I was expecting to sell and some didn't. But what was really interesting and I thought was cool was a lot of the unique items that I had on eBay, um, things that are like very, very niche, very, you know, major collectors. You'd have to be into like very specific things, uh, kind of, or even like white elephant, like stuff that was like, why would somebody even buy this? I don't even know why I bought it. You put white elephant gifts? No, well, but that's the thing is I think a lot of the items I sold were probably white elephant gifts. So I I don't know if that's even a market to think about, but I don't know maybe even in the title for for weird bizarre items as you get closer to Christmas to put white elephant as a thing because people might be looking like oh, I've got a white elephant party I'm going to what should I buy? Well, if you've got some weird bizarre stuff, that might be a way to to get it out. Well, and th- that's why I say it's good. Like in my eBay store, I sold things that had been sitting for a long mm. time. Right, the Hawaiian shirt that I thought was going to make money, but it was a poor brand. It sold. Mm. Right on Amazon, that especially, I had a lot of things that had just been sitting there for such a long time, and they sold. Right. So remembering next Q4, I would say make sure your items that you've had in your store for a long time or you want to get rid of, like you price them right. 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 What is one of the most unique things? Can you think of? Have you already shared that one? Was that your most unique? Uh, most unique. I mean, I've had a lot of weird stuff, but I think the one that I, I that was bizarre that I've talked about a couple of times were those bacon versus tofu. Oh, you already talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> those were just bizarre. Bacon versus tofu. And I bought them and people had offered me before low, low balled me. And remember we talked about like, I wish I would have just taken those low ball offers because yeah. I wanted them out. Yeah. Um, and then at Christmas time, they sold it full price. And it was like, and then I thought like, oh yeah, white elephant. And I can't remember what else. There was a couple of other things that were like, this is a really weird thing. Um, and, and it's old. So, so that's one thing to remember, like next Q4 is that, you know, take a look at your inventory and see what items have been sitting for a while. Mm. And maybe it's time for you to price them strategically, right? Because if there's ever a time that people are going to be looking for those kind of items, it's going to be during that time. Mm. Right. I mean, and I'm looking at my own store and I, you know, I had random, like I had this KitchenAid mixer that, I sold for $150 that you could actually buy brand new and like at a Target or Walmart and it sold. And maybe because somebody needed it right away for Thanksgiving. But, you know, like think about board games. Mm. Like there's some board games. Like you sold some good board games, right, for a good price. I did. Right? And so I sold my Clue one. That was an office one. I sold my Seinfeld game. That was a Clue game. Mm-hmm. I sold, what are some of the games you sold? Um, I sold like a Friends game. I sold a Downton Abbey game. I sold a Monopoly NASCAR. That was pretty cool. Um, sold some of the, I've talked a little bit about like the Lord of the Rings miniatures. I, I'm, I'm not sure if those were right around Christmas, but I just sold my, my last one package of those today, okay. which I'm assuming is, you know, after Christmas sales. But... Um, yeah, uh, quite a few board games did, you know, Yeah, and uh, uh, Balderdash, I think sold one called rivers and rivers, boats and trains or rivers, trains and roads or something like that. Like just weird board games that, that were just sitting there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I had the same experience. Like I ended up selling, you know, I mentioned all those games, but on top of that, I had like certain toys 
that had been sitting all year. Mm. And then now people are willing to pay for a premium. Or like I remember this one Lego box that was all beat up that I just couldn't sell. <laughs> and then come Q4, like right after Black Friday, boom, sold. And it sold for the equivalent of what a brand new one would have sold for huh. in store. That's crazy. Right? So it's one of, to me, it's one of the good benefits of getting ready for Q4 is remembering this next year that just price your things right because they will sell at that time. Mm. So, okay. Um, I, you know, what? some other things I wanted to talk about was that sales for Q4, here's a good, continued into January. Mm. Right? Do you feel a little bit of that? Yeah. De- I mean, definitely for me, um, like I talked about last episode was I feel... I've had sales every day of the month. It's been it's been my best month for sure. And I think part of that is we've increased our listing uh, frequency quite a bit. So that might just be part of part of it is just the algorithm. And you keep talking about that, like I think it is, but we keep improving and scaling, like and that's yeah. good. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to say for 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 certain, but I guess it comes down to this: is it doesn't really matter all of the behind the scenes of why, as long as it's working, right? That's true. No, yeah. you're right. So, but yeah, so January's been it's been a good month for for me. Um, but it sounds like it's the sales Christmas type sales are, are continuing for They're you. They're still happening. And I put it as the good because it's kind of a bittersweet kind of thing. Mm. So, and I'll talk about this when we get to the. Well, it's going to lead into a not so great. Mm. But what ended up happening was a lot of the hot toys, and I don't know, maybe because we're on IG now, like I notice it more. But I feel that there was so much price tanking happening. Mm. And there's so many items that I held on to because I was just like, no, I'm going to sell this at a loss. There's like mm. no way I'm going to do that. And so I waited and I held on until January and I made profit on them now. Mm. Like pretty consistently across all of them or it was just a handful of items that? I I would say consistently amongst all of them. Okay. So I don't, that doesn't really sound bittersweet. That sounds like good strategy of if the price tanks, hold on to it. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, but no, I'm not saying that I'm kind of in between because it was bittersweet because what I was hoping for in Q4 was to make like, let's say $30 on each of these. Okay. And now I'm making maybe five to $10. Okay. Right. So if I have a hundred units, okay, that's good. Right. But at the same time, if you multiply a hundred times 10 in comparison to a hundred times 20. Right. Talking about different numbers. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, one thing I did recognize, and some people had said this, that there are still sales going on in January. And there are, right? Because people have their gift cards and they're wanting to buy stuff and they want to get that one toy that they couldn't get. Uh, the unfortunate thing is I'm not getting as high as I wanted. So that's mm. why it fell in the good. But your items will still sell. Right. So I would say we're looking into this Q4 <laughs> next year when we listen to this in October mm-hmm. is don't panic if your items have not sold before Christmas. Okay. That's you're, good. You're still going to be able to sell it after. So, all right, let's go to the not so great. Wah, wah, Are you ready? Wah. I feel like we're we're, gonna, we're flying through this because I want to get to the great. Like the great's going to be easy to talk about. Like, bring on the great. But to get to the great, let's do the not so great. What okay. do you got for me? Well, you tell me what you think was the not so great. Uh, I'll tell you what I think is not so great. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. There were a lot of items that we bought and and like really, I don't want to say banked on because it was, I mean, it was, we had quite a few. The Palmsies? Well, yeah, Palmsies. Palmsies were one. Okay, tell me about the Palmsies. What happened with the Palmsies? Well, we, uh, okay. if you don't know what the Palmsies are, they're like those furry, were like yeah. cats. Yeah, I don't know, like a little, a little animal head thing with like a, basically the slap bracelets. That's what they were with like a, 
And I think they oh, talked the slap to each bracelets other. were a fail too. Were they? Well, that's basically what a Palmsy is. It's a slap bracelet with a head on it. And they talk to each other. So you wear it like a... Like a no, slap. no, no. I'm talking about something else. We're talking about different things. No, that's what a Pomsy is. The big furry cat thing? No, that's a Scruffalove. No, a Scruffalove. <laughs> Scruffalove was a dog. Here, I'll show you what the Pomsy <laughs> You're You're confusing Q4 toys. So Pomsy's is that. Yeah, that's it's just like a slap bracelet, that tail. Oh, wait. I'm wrong. You're wrong. But I'm thinking about... I know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking about a different toy, and I'll bring that up. Okay, so tell me about the Pomsy. Okay, so... Yeah, I mean, we were so excited about these Palmsies. We we got all of ours for through online arbitrage, okay. and um, we used my credit card, my wife's credit card, um, and our address, my in-laws' address and credit card, other in-laws' address and credit card to oh, max man. out the most that you can buy, right? Because they were like, when we did this, this was like several months before like the rush, right? We're like, oh, these items are going to be like that. Was just our Hunch, we're like, let's just try it. Who knows? Because they're limited, right? And if it's limited, it's probably going to be the item. And probably like three weeks after we got them all, we've got our boxes full of these Palmsies. We walk into like a Walmart and there's literally an entire entire aisle that's a Palmsy aisle. Like the whole aisle. Like start to finish, floor to top, Palmsies. I'm like, well... (laughs) I, I, I don't I think I don't think this is going to no, no. be the hot toy. And it was like that in every store. Yep. Target and Walmart. Yep. So that was that was a fail. So what you um, do it though? You know. Make sure it didn't go past 90 days. You know. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it there. No, no, I th- hey, I will tell you I've returned stuff in the past. Mike, you know, whatever he does, he does. But I will tell you I, I have no shame in it like Sometimes you do. Now, I will say this year, I didn't just because there's a part of me that I just, okay, some of it was self-serving. Like, I didn't want to be that guy that showed up because you're going to be that memorable guy, right? Mm. If you go out of town and you hit like eight stores in a place and no one knows you, well, it's not so bad. But so I just said it out to, okay. So what are you doing with? Stuff that you well, okay, still have. Well, okay. First of all, Rapples was the thing I was getting confused about. Oh, right. Rapples is supposed to be another... I, and, you know, I only bought like 20 of them. I didn't mm. buy that much. And I bought some others. So, well, I, I, I still have some of them in my store, the stuff that I didn't sell. Some of them I just did fire sale. Mm. Like, so like this, here's what happened with Scruffalove's, right? And remember this for Hot Toys. So Scruffalove was a hot toy. Mm-hmm. It really was. I want to say like November, I remember on Amazon, it was selling for like 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. At the time. Like maybe like thirty nine ninety eight, And you could buy them for 20 And then at Target... You paid a hundred and you get twenty five dollars off. Mm-hmm. So you're able to make money. But the not so great was I should have sold them in November. Yep, that was the peak for sure. Because we went Black Friday. Um, I don't know if you remember my story. My son was really sick, so we didn't really get to do Black Friday shopping. Right. But we went out later in the day, so it was like an evening of Black Friday, and we went into Target, and there were still scruff loves every scruff loves everywhere. So I was like, well, this was a fail. We waited too long. Well, and the crazy thing was the week before that, when I went on a road trip through L.A., every single store was out of it. Mm. It was missing everywhere. There's always, you always knew, like, you'd look in that, it was in a certain area. I think it was, like, where fingerlings were and mm. not the fingerlings Fingerling. and everything else. And there was, like, this gap. And I'm like, oh, man, if these are sold out everywhere, this is going to be the hot toy. Unfortunately, they restocked right after mm. Black Friday. Right? And so... 
always remember that. And again, we're going to listen to this in October. Like, I think when hot toys are hot, you got to sell them. Yeah. Right? Because, and I'll talk about that in the great later on, because there are some toys that that did work on. So now this other bolo we're going to talk about, we're not going to share because this can be a recurring bolo Mm -hmm. again next year. But do you remember that one recurring bolo that like we talked in another podcast where you and your wife were in different stores? How'd that bolo go? Um, That was good. We we sold a little more than, or about half of them. um, And the others didn't sell because it, for whatever reason, there was, there was like up and down, up and down. Few sold. I don't. I don't know. I think I was on the wrong platform. I think they were selling more on Amazon. I still think it crashed a little bit, uh, but I just don't think eBay was the right platform for this toy. Okay, so I I think I put it under not so great. Mm. Like I'm still, you know, I'm still kind of going back and forth about it. But I put under the not so great because when I talked to you, how how did I hype it? Like this was the item. Yeah. Like like to the point where Well, okay, now he's gonna take it next level. Go to ahead. the point where I walked out to your car and and you've got you've got a, a large vehicle, right? Like a big SUV. Every single square inch of that vehicle, except for the driver's seat, is like this toy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man. And you're like, yeah, they're sold out in the entire county. But they were. They were. And they stayed sold out. And I was able to get some, even even still, like I was lucky enough to find. And it still was not so great for you, huh? But this is the problem. Like, how, did you see how many sellers there were on Amazon for this? It was, it was, it was high. I yeah. think at one point it was almost 300 sellers, mm. right? And then when you do the how many extension, the Chrome extension, you can see how many people had. Mm. And like some people had like 400. Some people had 300, right? So the not so great was that this bolo that was a bolo the year before. Because the year before, man, I, I made a killing on this one. This is why I went to Mike and I said, Mike, like, here's a bolo. Like, check this out. You know, pay my VIP. I'm just trying to know. <laughs> I just said, hey, check this out. By the way, thank you for 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 being, uh, you know, sharing and looking out for me. I appreciate that. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. Even though it was bad intel at the time. Hey, but it was in good faith. No, no, it was good. I mean, and 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 here's the thing: we always, this is part of the great. I think you should always have a small circle of people you're willing to share bolos with. But I'm going to talk about how careful you need to be, because I think that goes under the, that goes under the not so great. Mm. This is what I will say, and I'm going to. I want we want to be very careful here. Okay, so number one, we are not opposed to bolo groups, right? We're clear on that. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't see anything wrong. Number two, we're not opposed to paid bolo groups. But here's what you got to think about, right? And we talked about this before. You know, the reason that conspiracies aren't conspiracies is that it's only so many people are willing to hold the secret. Mm -hmm. Right? And so if you're part of a group that has, I don't know, maybe more than 20, more than 50, more than 100, you get into the 200s, 300s. Chances are that bolo will tank. It's going to seep out somehow. Yeah. And I will tell you, and I will never reveal sources, but there were things that were shared with me that I'm like, whoa, like, that's wild. You know, like, and it wasn't that it was anybody from a bolo group. It's just something I never thought about. Mm. And, you know, what happens is, you know, somebody shares something with you and they want you to share something with them. Right. Quick pro quo. Yeah. So let's say that happens. Well, if they're doing that with you, 
Mm-hmm. It's very possible they're doing that with a bunch of other people. Yeah. So what if the intel that you gave them is like, uh, hey, you gave me something, I'll give you something. Now they're using that to get. Yeah. So it, it could just filter out where what was within a small group can quickly travel out. I mean, that's why you got sayings like two could keep a secret if one of them's dead. Right. Yeah. Which, which isn't 100% <laughs> accurate. So. That's, <laughs> that's kind of dark, but yeah, yeah we'll yeah. go there. Yeah. It's kind of that's. I don't think that's 100% accurate, right? Like people people can be you can have confidence in 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 people. Um but yeah, it's just it's just human nature and it's not always like intentional. Um I don't think people it, it, sometimes accidentally, right? Like even with the item that we we're talking about with your car being full, you made a comment about um as you're loading up your car with them, somebody's walking by and they ask like, mm-hmm. "Hey, what are you doing with all those toys?" right? So like it's not necessarily that you're going to go out and tell somebody like, here's the bolo, like here's the item that you should be going out and buying. But it could just be that if too many people are making a big scene about buying all of them in a store, then somebody else catches wind. Like, Hey, why, why are they buying all those? And then it spreads that way. Like, I mean, well, yeah. And, and I always got it all the time at Walmart. Like how much are you going to sell those for? Or mm. where are you going to sell them? And I always kept my mouth quiet. I'm like, they, what are these for? I'm like for Christmas. Yeah, for Christmas. And then what are you going to do with them? Oh, they're for Christmas. What are you going to sell them? These are for Christmas. Like I just just kept repeating that line. All truth, right? It was all true. It was for Christmas. Somebody else's Christmas, but it was for Christmas. Christmas. But, you know, I think that was not so great. Mm. Like, and I've, I've talked to other resellers, especially on the Amazon side, and they've said they've never seen so much tanking as they did this past year. Now, I guess my question is, I mean, toys are obviously the Christmas item, but is there more volatility in that market because of so many resellers buying certain hot toys? Is that when it's maybe a better idea to be looking at things that aren't toys that sell during Q4 in order to like not be in, maybe there's not as high potential return on investment, but it's also not like this up and down risk of like, this is going to tank tomorrow. Yes and no. I will say toys is probably the primary moneymaker mm. during that time. So that's something you need to keep aware. Like toys aren't going to go away, mm. right? I think even if we go through a recession, kids are going to want toys. Parents are going to you know, show their kids that they love them. Not that, you know, you show love by buying toys, but, you know, it's one expression of love. And so that's still going to be an item. But this is what I'll say about this is that there are two things that definitely were not so great that killed at least for me, and I know for other resellers, especially on Amazon, was the highly competitive nature, right? So I would find one item. I remember one item. It was like thirty-two dollars, uh, and it was selling at uh, it was selling at Ross. Mm. And when I found it, there were only three sellers, and it had a decent rank. It was like it was a little bit above fifty k, but below hundred k. But it was you know during Q four, and. You know, I sold, you know, you could sell them for like 130 bucks, 140, 150. Well, as soon as whoever found out about it, like, and maybe it could have been, you know, 200 something people went into 200 something different Rosses and all found this bolo. Mm. Or it could have been one person went back to a certain group and all those people or somebody, you know, or a chain reaction. That tank price is like crazy. Yeah. Whatever way it happened, I don't know how it happened. The other part is Amazon. Amazon doesn't play games. Oh, yeah. They come and undercut everyone. Well, I'll give you an example. 
We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. So there's one toy that was ranked at 300, meaning that it would sell like boom, like as soon as it's the warehouse. So you could get this toy at, and I'm, I'm not sharing this one because this might be a bolo again next year. You could buy it for like 50 bucks at Target. And then you could, when, Mar- when Amazon sold out, I sold a few of these for like $200. Wow. Right? And so I bought a ton of these. Eh, not a ton. I want to say like about like 40 of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we get closer to the end of Q4. And what ends up happening is on Amazon, everybody's backordered, backordered, backordered. So the person that doesn't have it backordered can sell these. Mm. And usually if they're backordered, they, they can't hold the buy box. But there's one person, one in, one entity that can. Mm. Who do you think that is? The big Amazon. Yes. So Jeff Bezos was doing FBA mm. and he sent these in. Shocking. And he held the buy box at the lowest price, even below what you could buy it in stores. And it was back ordered. Mm. And that thing stayed at the buy box till today. Really? Now, they raised the price again. So when they do that, the buy box that low, but they don't have it in stock. So is it like not it in stock? It was back ordered. It said back ordered. So people knew. So they they go, eh, I'm willing to wait. Mm. Right. Or, you know, you know how you guys that buy stuff on Amazon, like unless you do FBA, like you really don't notice that little link that says buy for cheaper from other sellers. You right. know what I'm saying? Yep. And so you just see that price. You're like, OK, that's it. And that's what I think most people experience. And so Amazon held a buy box. Mm. And so there's only so much you can do. Yeah. Hey. This is this is their world, man. This is their game. They get to make the rules. Yeah, I know, I know, I get it. And the and the rules helped a lot, but I just like I kept waiting, I kept waiting, mm-hmm. and nope, they held that buy box. So the other thing I will say about that is, you know, you gotta you just you just gotta keep an eye on how many items people have. I you know, I, I did a good job, I think, this year of doing that, but at the same time, you know, when you look at ranking. You got to remember that ranking means that it will only sell that fast if you're the first, like you're the lowest price. Right. It doesn't mean your item will sell. So if there's 200 people on it and the ranking is low, it doesn't mean your item's going to sell. It just means the velocity of the people with the lowest price, that means that's going to sell that fast. Hmm. And that's kind of a little bit about what I didn't, I didn't plan for. So that kind of hurt a little bit. Yeah. So um, did you feel any kind of IG pressure to do more? Instagram pressure to do more. As Keep far up with as the Instagram Joneses of reselling. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say, I don't know. I, I find it motivational, right? Like when I see other people okay. doing stuff, I, I see it as motivational for sure. Um, so I do though think, you know, there's, there is this feeling like if I want to take reselling more seriously, like, the time commitment needs to be higher. And the people who are very successful and doing really well are the ones putting in this amount of time. And then you kind of have to do the cost benefit analysis of, okay, here's how much time I'm currently putting in and how much uh, reward I'm getting for it. Okay. So if I put in more time, I'll get more reward, but then that time comes from somewhere, right? That's, that's family. That's your other job. That's, you know, your personal life, sanity, whatever. So um, 
I mean, I, I definitely feel like there's a pressure keeping up with the Joneses just in general. And I think Q4 escalates that a little bit mm-hmm. because, you know, everybody's going at 100%. And for somebody like me that's, that's you know, part-time on this, um, there was this feeling of I'm, I've been part-time all year, Q4, I almost need to act as if I'm full-time in order to, mm-hmm. you know, but um, I, I didn't. I didn't act like I was full-time. Okay. I could have. I should well, have. But. No, and the only thing I would say is one of the things that I saw was people would see, like, you know, for a reason people felt like showing like the bolos and then or numbers like how much they're making yeah and so instantly people are like i gotta go get that mm. like i gotta get that item and so it created this unneeded pressure which i never had seen before because i'd never been on instagram so that mm. was kind of new to me and then, okay so the last thing i want to talk about is and this is something you know i know you're gonna start doing fba here a little bit we talked about you know going out there and, mm-hmm. and learning the basics but storage fees I paid fifteen hundred in November. I know there's resellers that pay a lot more, but I paid fifteen hundred in November. No, eight hundred November, fifteen hundred in December, and twelve hundred in January. That's like that's like rent in most of the country. Yeah, that's I know. Like, that's like mortgage in most of the country. That's like almost rent. Here. Now, some of it was my fault. I didn't move items fast enough. Oh well, no, all of it's my fault. Let's <laughs> take ownership. I didn't move items fast enough. The other part was I sent in items too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Like I should Okay, so they sat in the yeah, warehouse. Yeah, they sat long. in the warehouse too long. Like they I should have sent them later on. Mm. Right. So I had a bunch of items. So all I did August and September is I kept sending stuff in, kept sending stuff in. And I didn't think about like, okay, like Amazon ups their storage fees mm. come November, December. Right. And so I'll never forget. I remember like, oh sweet, I'm gonna cash out this on Saturday, my, you know, when they pay you out and then that number was $1,500 less. Mm. Yeah, that's heartbreaking, especially if you're not prepared for it. Like if you're not really like, because a lot of times you do that math in your head, right? Of like, okay, eBay takes this fee or Amazon's going to take this percentage. And and then when there's a big hit like that, that you didn't already factor in, you'd already counted your chickens and the eggs hadn't hatched. Yeah, it hurt. It, it really, I mean, of all the things that hurt more than returns. Because, like, I could have done something about this, mm. right? So when we hear this in October, let's remember all of this, that those storage fees will hurt if we don't, you know, sell stuff fast or find fast-moving products. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's like a, a razor edge almost you have to walk, though, like getting it in not too soon but not too late that you're not you're not in there when when the the peak hits mm-hmm. to sell at the highest, right? So, yeah, you've got you to gotta find that balance. And that was, and that's a hard one. I mean, I saw some people send in stuff like right before Black Friday, mm. and I was always worried that things weren't going to get checked in, and I'm going to miss out on those Black Friday, Cyber, Cyber Monday sales. So yeah, it's a hard one. Yeah. That was tough. All right, I'm done with the not so great. Let's move on to the great. Should we do like a dance of like, <laughs> great? No, but if you ever see our TikToks on Instagram, yeah. you should follow along. Yeah. Like you should we'll, we'll tag us and tag five other people and keep doing that. Hey, yeah. by the way, we have a giveaway too. We need to talk about real quick. Is it too late already? No, we, we finished that giveaway. We did? Oh. Yeah. But we are going to do a new giveaway with uh, just a t-shirt. So nice. that'll be on Instagram. Make sure if you're not following us on Instagram, make sure that you're watching us on Instagram. Pure uh, Podcast. Yeah. At Pure Hustle Podcast. Content daily. Okay. Um, so... If you're listen, if you just listen to the podcast, you're getting a lot of great stuff. 
um, but you're missing stuff too. Yeah, right? we, so. we're always, every day we're posting something reselling related. Mm. We have some fun times in the IG stories, but most of the time you can see Mike and I outsourcing or how we're listing, what we're doing with our inventory. There's always content for you on IG. Yeah. So, and if, if you want to follow us on Facebook, that, that content follows on Facebook also. And on Twitter, we're PuroSoCast. And hey, always be willing to give us a call. If you want to give us a call, leave a comment, share with us your hustle of the week, uh, share with us your experience in Q4, 619-738-1170. And in the comments below, we'd love to hear what was your good, what was your not so good, and what was your great. Great. So subscribe, like. You know, I'm going to say comment, but I'm also going to say share, share YouTube, share. share our podcast. And hey, the reviews, love the reviews we're getting on our podcast. Keep writing them because they're they're really helpful for us. Yeah. And honestly, like one of the main reasons we we, we ask you guys and, and, and are so grateful when you share is that's how we're growing right now. Mm -hmm. It's all word of mouth, right? We're not, you know, we, we grow because you guys think that that we're providing, you know, benefit to you and that that that's humbling to us. We appreciate it. And, you know, when you, when you share that with other people, that it really helps us out. Um, so thank you so much. And one last thing that we're doing and we have, you know, we always talked about how we're going to monetize. And so we want to just, you know, if you feel that we've provided you value, whether through YouTube or through podcast or our Instagram, we have a link down at the bottom. Okay, for you to just send us, you know, a small donation just to cover some of the costs from our podcast. The link will be there. It'll be through PayPal. It's also on our Instagram link tree. It'll just say, you know, help us cover the cost of the podcast mm. and it'll be there because, you know, we would love to grow this more. We'd love to do that, do more of this. But, you know, right now it's almost midnight. We're recording this podcast and we'd love to be able to do this on a more consistent basis. So anything you can do to just help us out. We'd appreciate it. So we're very grateful for yeah. that. So. And, and and you never have to feel, obviously, like you have to. Uh, we, we, we are pledged to you is we, we're never going to charge you for content, right? Like we're not, 100%. we're not saying 100%. like, give us, give us a certain amount of money and we'll give you this content. Like everything that we do, um, we just want to give it, give it to you, right? Like there's no, no questions asked. And, and then, yeah, like, like Orlando said, if, if you feel like, Hey, over the last, you know, six months or year of listening to Pure Hustle podcast, you know, my, my game has been leveled up and I've made quite a bit more money, you know, you might say like, Hey, we'll, we'll donate and say thank you. And if not, Hey, your support is, is enough, right? So yeah, just we're thank good. you so much. You listen to our podcast, you know, it's satisfying to yeah. us. So we're good. All right. Moving on from the, moving phase. on. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the great. So well, what do you think? Well, what's your great? Um, this sounds so cheesy. I'm going to, I sound so corny and cheesy. On as this, cheesy man. as our just what we just talked about. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed the experience, right? I feel like it was kind of exciting. It was exhilarating. I remember, I remember my first garage sale that I went on with you to like buy stuff to sell on eBay. And there was just like a certain amount of like adrenaline and excitement. Okay. And over time that kind of, you know, you get a little numb to it a little bit. And it just becomes ordinary. And sometimes there's excitement, you know, when you find certain things, but it can become mundane. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Q4, the, the level of intensity of just, you know, the environment and people talking about selling and things selling, and it, it created a sense of kind of excitement again. So I would say that was one of the greats for me. It was just the experience of, all right, man, let's do this. Let's, let's sell some stuff. Yeah. Well, That's cheesy, yeah. huh? No, no it's not sorry. cheesy. No, because the great is, I love that. Mm. 
Like I was sad when Q4 was ending because I loved it. You know, you had mentioned to me, we were talking before the podcast, how like, I guess, you know, how I'm always out there. Like some people feel pressure, like I'm not doing enough. Mm. Right. And I'm sorry if, if I come across that way, like there is a way for you to do this part time without having to always be hustling. I did it for years. Mm. Right. You just got to find that balance. Right. The reason I'm always doing it is because it's full time. And and the second part of it is I just love it. Yeah. Like I love being out there. Right. So to me, it's not like work. Right. It's, it's kind of weird, but it's it's you know, I, I can't explain the feeling. Um, and the only time I had, I had I had the same feeling before was when I was a, a teacher in the classroom. Like mm. I never felt like I was working. No, nope. right. So, with all unless that, you're grading, yeah, the grading, grading was essays. Work. Yeah, grading is work. But man, hanging out with hanging out with kids and watching them learn and having conversations with them that's that's yeah. a great job. No, I know, I know, I, I do miss it. I do. So, with that being said, though, like. I I loved like hey I gotta get to the store I gotta ship this out I gotta see how many boxes I can mm. fit like what's the next bolo right because bolos changed yeah right one week it was this item one week it was this item and and yeah I miss and I will say that was one of the greats mm. uh, you know the velocity of sales right like you know you had talked about like certain days you had all these eBay sales mm-hmm. right and I loved it like if there was an item and I'm like. You know, I need more capital, and I would just pull that lever, and I drop the p- price, and I would sell like a hundred items in mm. two hours. Like that—that's just crazy. Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. Um, and, and of course, I—I I feel like it's almost—it's—it's it's like a digital world. Once you send stuff to Amazon, it's all just numbers on a screen because you're not actually physically packing something yeah, and sending yeah, it. So, so there's the excitement. I think in some ways is almost better because you don't have like, yay, stuff sold. I sold 200 things. Oh man. Now my life's going to be terrible as I pack all this stuff. Right. So it's kind of just like, yes, it's, you just get the enjoyment. But one of the things I liked about the velocity of sales, even on eBay. Um, and again, it's kind of cheesy, I feel like, but I feel like I went to like the UPS and the USPS store enough that like, now I'm recognized. You know, like before it was like, you know, occasionally you drop <laughs> Big baller off, Mike. You come at different times of the day, different days of the week. But now it's like, all right, you're coming every day, maybe a couple times a day, dropping stuff off. And it's like that you walk in and they're like, Hey, how's it going? Just leave it here. You know, and it's like, you know me now. I'm yeah. a I'm a reseller. <laughs> For real. For real. Relevant reselling. That's right. So no, I get that. I mean, that that's one of the things that I enjoyed was definitely getting to meet a lot of people too, right? Because I kept going to the same targets and the same mm. Walmart and, and I ended up being able to network, right? People knew like, Hey, if Orlando comes in, like we got to do everything we can to help him out because he's going to, you know, help our bottom line mm. at the end of the day. Hey, even target was like, yeah, I was going to say like, I think that might be a great is there was a lot of fear um, and, and, anxiety I feel like about like what is Target going to do Target, and how yeah. are they going to treat resellers and am I going to be on their blacklist and I don't I don't I haven't heard of anybody like having the world collapse on them because Target like came down so I will say Target was very friendly to me like I think all the drama that ensued was like before Black Friday and then after Black Friday it was like I, I really do believe it's because it's like it matter it it matters a lot to upper level like CEOs maybe like store managers that get these memos but I just remember working in corporate world and if you're just like an employee and a memo comes out 
You look at it, and if it doesn't affect your day-to-day job that, like, you have to do, you go, "Uh uh-huh, and you put it away, and you never think about it again. It's just another memo, right? So unless it's – so I just think it's one of those things, like, you know, I mean, you know how it is even – you know, at school, right? Like when you were there is sometimes a rule comes out and it's really enforced heavily or emphasized. And then within a week or month, it's like that one kind of goes away and it gets forgotten. It's not enforced mm-hmm. as much, you know, and it's just, it's the nature of things I think is and unless, unless the employees care to look for resellers, I think you're fine. Yeah. And I don't know. I still, I, I want to know the source of that, you know, no reseller, no reseller, mm. that document like K and O W and then, no reseller like I, I don't know i want to know where the source is because mm. i have i know people that work at target and they've never seen something like that but i'm not going to say it's not real either because i did have people before black friday limit what i could buy mm. so i know it's there there's some truth to that now on the other hand disney man they cracked down on resellers oh yeah did i've heard that? about that yeah yeah they're they're like removing people's annual passes yep. they're buying in bulk not not just bulk if you buy even one item Wait, and you really? use your if you use your annual pass discount to buy an item and you sell it on eBay, they will revoke your pass if they How find they out know? about it. Well, I mean, some people use the exact same email address on their eBay as they do. So on like their, they'll go and buy? No, no, no. They don't buy. I mean, they sold listings, right? Like they can find so I mean, I'm not 100% sure how they find everybody. I'm sure they're not looking at somebody who's just but selling I'm sure one it's thing. A, they're, they're, I'm, and I know some of our listeners do this. So, you know, the key there we do have listeners that do go to Disneyland mm-hmm. and go to Disney World and do this. And I'm sure it's because they see the same people. Right? So, and it's unfortunate because I always say this about these organizations. Like, they should be looking for the people causing real theft, not the people helping their bottom line. Yeah. But it must be something like they have some kind of picture up of like, like for this person or this person. I think they were catching people digitally. I don't think they were catching people there in the park. Yeah. I think they were catching people digitally. And I think, I think it was more than anything. I think it was a marketing ploy by them to the rest of their, their, the people who go to say like, look, we want you to be able to get the limited edition popcorn box that we're not making enough of on purpose. Uh, but we want you to be able to get it. But the reason you can't get it isn't because we're artificially making them limited, but is because these bad, bad resellers come in and they buy them all. But we are stopping them. We get to be the hero, even though we still going to artificially make them more expensive because we only released a limited amount. Uh-huh. So they get to be the heroes, even though they're still manipulating the market, which makes sense. That's a great ploy by yeah. a business. But mm-hmm. I don't really think they're like resellers are bad for our business, but they're like, hey, we it, it's a publicity stunt. Okay. And, Disney, and if worked. you want to sponsor us, we're here. Yeah. So, add a, add I'll wear a Mickey Mouse shirt if you want. I'd be, I'll wear the hat. Yeah. That'd be awkward. All right, moving on. So, you know, the great, I did learn some new skills, and, and I'm going to employ more as bundling. You know, I, I, I just wish I had thought about that earlier, but mm. um, you had some experiences. You don't have to share anything specific, but you've bundled some items, right? Mm-hmm. And you made some money on those mm-hmm. bundled items. And my problem was... I didn't. And mm-hmm. so it was crazy when I would look for a certain item, I'd find the bundle items, but I couldn't find my own item. Mm. And I, I think it just, it, there were some crazy like mega bundles I saw too. Like one was like, here's some LOL stuff. Here's some Scruffle Loves. Here's some other. And it was like this mega like mm. 10 hot toys and they, they sold for more together than separately. So 
I, I understand bundling on the eBay side, and I, I think I'm pretty sure I understand it on Amazon. And specifically, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about something I buy a lot on Amazon. It's camera equipment. And sometimes you buy a camera as a camera X, whatever it is, and it's the buy box is a certain amount. And then there's options. You can get options on it, right? And one of the options on almost every camera you get is like a bunch of cheesy like accessories that come with it, like memory cards and a little case and a little, and they're usually not really that great of items, but like, it seems like, Oh, for only a hundred dollars more, I get all this extra stuff. Is that like a third party person like creating that art? That's, like, that's a great question. I don't know. The bundle I'm talking about is, um, that one bolo we know about right. came with accessories. Mm-hmm. And so people would bundle those too. And so when you went to a listing, if you bought it, you would have to buy those items. Gotcha. Like you couldn't like click on what you wanted. Yeah, that'd be great. Kind of like on eBay when you do variable listings, mm-hmm. kind of that same idea. Um, but this was, you know, I there are some people that made a decent profit. And mm-hmm. I would say the great about it was just another way to make money. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, and it's possible that my items were under the not so great because of people that figured it out. Mm. Like you didn't bundle, they did. Uh-huh, and they yeah. sold more than I did. Because, mm. you know, it's kind of like, I, I, I'm i not, it sounds weird. I'm not a fan of shopping for myself. Mm. Right? So, I know it sounds really bad, but I, I didn't, I knew all the toys and I didn't buy my kids gifts until like the last minute. Mm. Even though I went through thousands of toys. Right? And. Yeah, you, you, you had no excuse not to buy toys because you're in the toy aisle. Several times a day. No, I know. And I got them at good prices and it worked out and everything mm. was good. But I also was kind of like, it was easy for me to buy to sell, mm. but it was hard for me to go in and spend the time looking. And some people just don't want to spend the time. Right. They'd rather just go to that bundle because it takes the thinking out of the process, mm. you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know. And how about supplies? Were you okay with supplies? Not on tape, remember? I ran oh, that's right. I had to give yeah, some eBay, give tape. Some eBay okay. tape. Uh Decorative. I, I had regular tape. Well, I did run out of even regular tape at one point. Um, uh, yeah. What about supplies for you? It was awesome. I mean, the Specifically eBay, with eBay tape? eBay tape, but this is the first Q4 that I did not run out of boxes. I still have boxes. Mm. So I didn't run out of boxes. I didn't run out of supplies. Remember this in October, like, be ready, be more than ready because... Mm. There were people I saw on IG that were like, oh, man, I need to get boxes. And I went to Home Depot, and there's no boxes for me to ship out my FBA shipment. So what you're saying is failing to plan is planning to fail? Yes. There's a, did you do a quote of the week on the last episode? I I did one then, and I think this is like my third one for this episode. Interesting. <laughs> Maybe I just got so used to them, I don't yeah. even think about I them I sneak anymore. them in now. I just don't make as big of a deal about it. Yeah, you know, I thought you were going to do sound effects. Didn't somebody suggest doing sound effects? Yeah, I should do sound effects. Also, I should probably cite my sources, but, you know, whatever. It's the <laughs> internet. All right. And so, okay, two two more things here that were great. Uh, the other, did you find that you had, you didn't run out of inventory? There, no. I don't think. Can you run out of inventory for eBay? You can. Like, certain items, like, you were ready. Like, certain of the hot toys you had. The not so great is they you didn't sell them, but the great was when customers were looking for them, you had them. Okay, yeah, there were a few items where it was like, man, I wish I would have had ten more of these. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's yeah. on both sides, but for the most part, you were saying you were good. Yeah, I was good. Yeah, and I would say this Q4, I definitely was more than good. 
Right. You're, you're you're adding that to the great. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Kind of, Man, that's a, I'm impressed with your positive attitude on that. It spills over into the not so good <laughs> or the not so great, but it's still the great because I remember last year going Oh man, like I'm running out of inventory. Like I'm only down because when I started, I think I had close to 900 items, but of those 900, like some of them I had a hundred of, mm. or you know, 150 of. And and by the time it was you know close to Christmas, I was down to like 400 something, and now I'm down to like I don't know, like 200 something. Mm. Right. So, but there never was a day where I didn't have a velocity of sales because I didn't have enough items. Gotcha. Right. But at the same time, I had storage fees I had to take care of. Yep. Right. So I, I don't know where that lands. So, so basically, you're saying, um, great news. I have what you're looking for because it's, I'm not selling enough of them fast enough. <laughs> okay. At one point, yes. But, uh, <laughs> But not all the time. There were other times I did have enough, so it was good. It worked out. Gotcha. So I don't know. That was good. Now, the final great was was that the expectation of sales happened. Mm. I, if we if we if there's anything we end on when we talk about the great about Q4 was that it's definitely worth the hustle. Would you agree? I certainly enjoyed it. I liked it. Yeah, right. I, I think next Q4, when I listen back to this and I'm preparing for like a more serious Q4, you know, year two, um, I think, uh, yeah, I think it'll be 100% on that. And and the reason I say that is this, is because remember, you're like, hey, when are sales going to kick in? I'm like, oh, after Black Friday. Yeah. Then it was like, oh, the week after. Yeah. Then it was like, da, da, da. And we're going to say this right now. Q4 sales really don't take off like crazy until the last two weeks. Yeah, so it should just be called December sales. It should be. It really should be because my biggest sales, I want to say, were probably Cyber Monday was a big day for me. But then I would say it was like December 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Mm. Like huge sales, right? And that was great because... I was panicking. I was like, it's December 13. Like, where's the big numbers? Like, I have good numbers, but they're not like the big numbers. Mm. They're not like, hey, you know, I I could really do well with the amount that's coming in today, right? Because, you know, those credit card piles. Oh, let me talk about that real quick. Is this great? This doesn't no, sound great. So when great, you say but, the word credit card. Okay. But I, I do want to throw something out there. It's so important that even though we wanted to make this in the middle if you use credit cards, pay them off within the same month. Oh, yeah. You don't want to pay interest. Okay. But not only interest, it's your credit card credit score. Credit score, yeah. Okay. I, I, and I'm just going to throw this. I'm going to be real and I'm going to be raw. So Toys R Us was awesome for me in June. But this was the fail. I bought a lot on credit cards in June. Mm -hmm. But I didn't pay back that amount because I held on to that stuff until November, December. Gotcha. So my credit score kept dropping and dropping and mm. dropping. So you were waiting specifically for like the return on those items to like pay off the initial cost of those Correct. items. Correct. So I thought, hey, you know, I dropped several K and if I'm willing to pay back all that thousand you know, those thousands of dollars during Q4, I'm gonna be good. My credit score mm. will rebound. It doesn't rebound as fast as you pay. No, 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 not at all. So not that I missed any payments, not that, you know, I'm in any huge debt, none of that. It's just the fact that 
it was on there too long. Yeah. And yeah. that's a not so great lesson that I learned. And the fact that, you know, I dropped that and I went from having, I mean, we're talking about above 800 score and I'm going to have to rebuild to get back that. Yeah. Right? yeah that's the thing that happens. And I, I think maybe one of the best ways, and I know it's not possible for everyone and, and your model's going to look different. I mean, businesses run on credit a lot. So I would, I would never advise somebody personally to go to use credit. I know businesses use credit wisely when, when necessary. Um, but, um, you know, if you know, like, okay, I need to probably have, um, real capital available in the amount of, I don't know, a thousand, 2000, 5,000, whatever it is as Q4 comes. So I have that to buy, I have that buying power. Um, put $50 a paycheck, put $100 a month, whatever it is into a separate envelope or an account. That way it's, that's your Q4 capital. Mm -hmm. And then when that cap, when Q4 hits and you're ready to buy those things, you have real capital and you're not necessarily having to go into credit unless, unless, you know, you, you, you're planned and prepared. And well, and that was the thing. I mean, last Q4, I was fine because there was no like Toys R Us is closing mm -hmm. down in June. And so I didn't have to. It was early. It was early. early. That's yeah. the thing, right? So this probably will never happen again, hopefully, right? I mean, being debt-free is amazing. But I was willing to take a little bit of debt for the greater reward later. Mm -hmm. And I did. It was awesome. I mean, so let me end it on the great. Yeah, I'm going to have to rebound on that. I'm going to have to fix that. And it's fine. It's just going to take a little bit of time. But the great was like, hey, Everything we expected of Q4, not, you know, it wasn't as huge as I expected just because of all the comp competition and everything that happened. But the expectation that, hey, you can make far more in Q4 than you can make in any other time of the year was definitely there. Mm. 100%. So if we're you listening to this in October, hold on because, not hold on, like don't hold on to inventory. <laughs> like, Hold on and understand that, yes, this will be a Q4 unless we're in some kind of crazy recession, depression, whatever it is, which I don't expect that to happen. We may be in a recession, but again, I say people are still going to want their gifts. Mm. Like, get yourself psyched. Get yourself ready. Know that that incredible feeling you had about the hustling that happened this last Q4 will return and the profits will return. And hopefully you'll be able to do really well at Q4. I love it. So any other thoughts? Um, no, it was fun. It was good. Yeah. It was good. I, I love Q4. I, I, I can't wait for Q4 to happen again. But now is the time, like you said, get those sales going, you know, build up your eBay, keep making that, turning over that money on Amazon, because eventually you want to have as much capital as possible when you're prepping for Q4 come August, September, and October. Yeah, you the things you're doing today – are going to impact what Q4 looks like. Right? 100%. So so be preparing for it today. And then also, if you're like me, if you're um, seeing people that are, are talking about Amazon FBA and Amazon FBA seems to be like the cash cow for Q4, um, you know, it's early in the year. Now's the time to start learning Amazon, to start figuring it out, to start sending some stuff in, to start getting unlocked, maybe ungated in some categories so that when Q4 happens, you're not doing what I was trying to do and got frustrated with this year, which was, all right, I'm going to do this Amazon thing. And I didn't know what I was doing and I was gated in everything and it was just bad timing. So don't fall into bad timing. Start prepping for it now.
Yeah, but the great was it's a learn, it's a lesson, right? A lesson learned, yeah. right? And we learned a lot of lessons, and so the ROI was not only the the money we made back and the money we were able to push forward in our businesses, but as the ROI of knowledge that we gained that we can share now in this podcast, and then we can share again in October, and hopefully have a very profitable. Did I say that correctly? Profitable Q4 in 2019. Yeah. All right, so with that being said, make sure to be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Peace. Peace.